Hi, and welcome to episode 120 of the Dinner Sisters podcast. We're two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working and sheltering in place in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, because frankly, I don't have much else to think about. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. My kids are six, eight, and 10. Our goal with this podcast? Well, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works. We are having a dinner party every 10 episodes. We celebrate that we made it through 10 more shows, (laughs) essentially, (laughs) and congratulate ourselves and have a little fun and throw a dinner party for ourselves and for you guys, our listeners. And so we usually do a couple recipes, always a dessert, and we'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, which includes our favorites, and a shopping list sent on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get everything sent directly to your inbox if you'd like to subscribe to our newsletter. Okay, Kate, this week's dinner party recipes were Vietnamese spring rolls and peanut sauce by Vicky Pham and lemon berry meringue trifle by A Cozy Kitchen. Betsy, this episode was circuitous in its mm-hmm. evolution. I think it was kind of like the last episode, too. I don't know. Everything's topsy turvy. So this episode actually started with tiramisu. Do you remember this? Yeah. You're like, because I. Ooh suggested it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and if you're smarty pants listener you will note that we are not doing tiramisu actually on this episode at all (laughs) it's not (laughs) happening right and i kept thinking okay i'll do it yeah that sounds great i'll do an episode around it sounds sounds good 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 and then i just like couldn't figure it out and so then i was like what about lemonberry meringue trifle and you thought that was a great idea too Mm -hmm. so here we are i wanted something refreshing summer ready recipes that also like were kind of fun. And so I think this menu did it. Yeah, Kate, I did like this as a dinner party and especially for a dinner party right now, it's fun. It's kind of light. It's summery, not too much work, but Mm -hmm. feels a little special. So good. Here we are. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. Glad you like it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our first recipe of this episode is Vietnamese spring rolls and peanut sauce by Vicky Pham. Um, by the way, her blog, new discovery for me, really liking it. Super interesting recipes on there. I found oh, like nice. a, a dessert that uses mung beans, Betsy. Fascinating. Mm, really cool okay. stuff. So if you're interested in her blog and you're interested in Vietnamese food in particular, she might be a great resource. Again, we always have these links on our in their show notes, so you can go check her out. I found it because, you know, I was thinking like, what's something fresh, maybe a little interactive, maybe a little make ahead and thought, oh, spring rolls, obviously. Sometimes I've heard these called summer rolls, but essentially it's rolls made of soaked rice paper that you wrap up some shrimp, maybe pork belly, rice noodles, and plenty of greens and veggies like lettuce, mint, and cilantro. And this that's her version, right? You see lots of versions on the web. And to make them, you kind of dip this rice paper, which is uh, translucent, and then it turns pretty clear when you dip it in water until it's just pliable. There's no cooking. Pile fillings in the center, and you roll it up. And to make them pretty, a lot of people suggest the shrimp goes on the bottom so you can see the shrimp through this translucent roll. And to make them, you have this beautiful platter of fillings, the rice paper on the side, a bowl of water. I actually saw on Amazon, Betsy, that there's like half moon shaped dipping things. Oh, right. 
cute, super cute. I was like, I do not have room for that, but I would like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, "Mm." (laughs) right. And then you have like, and you just go to town, you make the rolls, you eat them. There's a little peanut sauce on the side in her recipe. She said specifically, I don't like those watered down restaurant versions. I was like, all right, Vicky. Okay. Uh, So her version has sauteed garlic, peanut butter, hoisin sauce, and then stock is her suggestion or water. It works just fine. You heat it all up to thicken it just a bit and you allow it to cool before dipping. Like I could, it's not, it's good. I'm doing this at home. I eat a lot of these, you know? Mm -hmm. So how did everyone like it, Betsy? So we love spring rolls and make them kind of occasionally. So this was not a new thing for us. But every time I make them, I wonder why we don't do it more often because they're just so fun. I will say I always use my a pie plate to soak the spring roll wrappers. Good idea. Uh, Yeah. So that's something I've kind of learned doing this with kids. I also doing this with kids because they get sticky and they're a little bit tricky to handle. I usually make like a couple of head of time mm-hmm. so that we can eat them while we are trying to DIY the summer rolls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got it. So the hangry <laughs> stuff doesn't happen? Yes. So I like to have like a little, let's just kind of get this going because when kids are doing this, really, I mean, they end up kind of long and wobbly and They'll eat them and it's super fun, but maybe you also don't want a spring roll that your kids have been like manhandling for five minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That. There's a lot of like licking yes. of things, you know? I'm just like, that's good. You eat that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's for you. Oh, yeah. I can uh, already see the shape of these in my mind. It's, yeah. not, a, it's not an aesthetic shape, you know? No. It's not, but it's super <laughs> but it's fun. And it's it's just a really, really fun thing to do at home, which I thought made it and it feels like a little special occasion project cooking that's actually not so difficult. So I had not done the pork belly before, Kate. Me neither. I, yeah. I think that's totally optional. I mean, you could put just the shrimp in here, you could put chicken, tofu, whatever you want. I mean, you just roll stuff in these things. But if you wanted to try the pork belly, I thought it was easier done. You just kind of like that I expected. Yeah. I, I was a little intimidated by it and I thought it was um, well, like just an easy thing to do. You kind of rinse it and simmer it and slice it. And yeah, same. I great. thought this- I felt the same way. I thought um, the pork belly was so delicious. I hadn't had that version before. Um, I think pork belly is also something that um, easy to find, right? Mm-hmm. I found it in my, I went to the Asian market for this specifically also because we didn't have any frozen dumplings in the house and that's an emergency. Um, so I just like mm-hmm. went there and got all these delicious things. Um, I also think it's easier to buy herbs in bigger amounts at the Asian store that I go to the Asian market. It's kind of a bigger Asian grocery store. So they kind of like pack food for people who are making things in this way. Mm -hmm. So it's super nice. I got like huge bunches of cilantro, big bunches of mint. Um, She also suggested an herb that I probably couldn't identify in the store, but Perea, which um, I have never had. Um, And also there was another one I'll have to think of it, but in any case, it was very herby. You're right. The pork belly, super simple and very make ahead. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. I mean, I just thought that was something new for me in this. I've made a lot of spring rolls and I have never done that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. Other pro tips I found when I went searching for this recipe online, I did also read, and I can't remember where I found this, but a good way to find noodles, if you do not read Vietnamese, which I do not, um, is to actually look on the package. Oh. They have a a spring roll on the package. They're for spring rolls. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) right. That's a a life hacker tip for you right there. And I was like, well, well, duh. Um, Uh And then I started noticing this and, you know, I was looking at all the packages of which I can't read because I, I don't read any Asian languages, unfortunately. And I was like, oh, look at all the clues here. You know, yeah. if it's like, here's a soup bowl. I, I wonder if that's for pho. Probably, Kate. So um, it seems very Captain Obvious, but it was really helpful. Um, and Vicky also has a video on her site. If you've not made these rolls before, you've only maybe had them in restaurants or someone's else made them for you. If you're looking for some extra direction. And I will say too, Betsy, like we talk about this being interactive and that's because these are not the components that go inside the roll. Very make ahead. Rinse Mm -hmm. your herbs, wash your lettuce, cut up the pork belly, boil the shrimp. That can all be made a day ahead. But rolling them, they do not keep in the fridge very well. You know, you got to make them day of. They get kind of hard, kind of dry, not great. Um, Yeah. These are a five out of five for me. How about you? I'm the same way. I really love that pork belly, to be honest with Mm -hmm. you in here. And I thought that was great. And I do also, I did like her peanut sauce because I've made, yeah, I've made a fair amount of different peanut sauces. And some of Mm -hmm. them are just like, use the peanut butter and stir in the water while it's all cold. And sometimes it just tastes a little bit too much, just like jiffy still, you know, I'm, I just, and this I thought was really nice. And I liked that. You do have a peanut sauce disliker in the house. Did she try it or was this rejected? No, 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 no. That's a (laughs) hard and fast rule. My middle daughter does not like peanut sauce, will not try peanut sauce. Now I think it's a thing. Ah, Uh, I was like, who knows? But I did, I did think too, as we... You know, if you can see friends again at some point, this is a really fun thing to make ahead. And I mm-hmm. think just the herbs and the everything else makes it feel kind of fancy, but it, it can be done in a way that's not stressful. So I like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. What do we have next? Dessert, dessert, dessert is lemon berry meringue trifle by a cozy kitchen. Kate, tell us about the many, many steps. <laughs> That are in this recipe. So I feel like I'm saved from your wrath on this one only because I sent this to you ahead of time. And I was like, what about this for instead of the tiramisu? And you're like, sure. Now I've got like plausible deniability. This is not a one bowl cake, guys. Normally on dinner parties, we have a one bowl cake, which, you know, is something I try to do. But like every now and then, I was going to say it's fun, but I'm not sure if you'd entirely agree with me on that. But it's a, it's a thing to make a showstopper dessert. And so this is one of those. So first you're going to make a pound cake, butter and sugar cream together really well in a stand mixer. You add some eggs, vanilla, then the flour and milk, alternating those two. It goes in a loaf pan and it's baked for a little under an hour. You get a pretty sturdy with this recipe, but still tender and delicious cake that holds up well 
to other parts of the dessert. And then you make a lemon filling, which is a lemon curd that's butter and sugar beaten together with eggs and lemon juice. You heat it up on the stove or double boiler until it's thick. You strain it and let it cool. (laughs) And then, which is, this is, don't worry, guys, there's more, more, more to come. (laughs) Then you fold that into the whipped cream for this fluffy, tangy filling. And then (laughs) you make a meringue. (laughs) You're still. Oh, Yeah. By whipping a few egg whites with sugar until stiff. And to assemble, you cube the pound cake, layer it in the bottom of a glass dish, add sliced strawberries and raspberries, lemon filling, more cake and berries, and then top with meringue. Kind of swirl it on top, and then you torch or broil it for that delicious meringue flavor. This is a lot. I'm hearkening back for our viewer or listeners who have been with us a while to the trace le- strawberry trace leches cake. Remember that? <laughs> Kate, I think it was also by a cozy kitchen. I think she, oh, yes. She loves a dessert that has a lot of things going on. I think, I think she must, this is like right in her um, zone is to just start from picking the berries right. and then first plant the strawberries. All the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we will have to go back and look, but I believe that she also was the uh, writer of that recipe. Okay. So I will tell you, my first impression was like, oh, Kate picked a trifle. This will be easy. Trifles are easy. <laughs> um, because Yikes. everyone knows that that's just like a thing you toss together. So right. I, Kate, I'm going to be really... Um, Mm-hmm. very honest here okay. and that i took this is more of like i just like took it more as like a concept note <laughs> than a recipe <laughs> i mean this could go two directions right it could go garlic uh-huh. powder, powder in the sausage meat meatballs yeah not yeah right now i look or at this other options that you've done that have worked out really well Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have been really trying to like stick more to the recipes. I know that's the whole point yeah. of this thing is to like make the recipes and see how they turned out. But I was like, well, for sure, Kate is doing this. And I, I cannot like my, this will break me. So I um, bought a pound cake. Fair enough. Yeah. Super easy thing to do, Kate, is to <laughs> buy a pound cake. Could not recommend that more. Um, I mean, to be fair, baking a pound cake this week was a bit of a challenge. I was like, all right, yeah. here we go. It was like, it was like 10 o'clock at night and baking a pound cake. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. I get it. Bought that pound cake. And then uh, I have made before the King Arthur flour has a microwave lemon curd. Oh, recipe online. And I have made that several times. And so, the only reason I decided to go for this shortcut is because I knew that recipe. And I was like, well, that takes like five minutes to make this microwave lemon I've done multiple times. Jealous. So I took my, and I, but then I thought, oh, now I'm going to have to say I did this on the podcast. <laughs> kind of annoying, but I just, I just. No, I, you know what though? Honestly, you know, you said this is more of a concept than a recipe. I think you're right. I mean, it is a yeah. recipe, but you can take this as like, bananas as you want it to be or not right Right. i think you you make some really i'm with you on this i think you're making some really good 
notes. It's not like you decided to do like lemon yogurt instead of lemon curd or something. Right, right. So I made the King Arthur flour microwave lemon curd, which you just do in your microwave and it takes less than five or less than 10 minutes. You kind of stir it and check it and stir it and check it kind of deal. And then I finished it with a homemade whipped cream. So I did take out my whipping cream for that. I did the layering. I did not, you know, she actually says in the recipe, she says like, do the meringue if you want to go all out. And I was like, lady, I think we're all out already. I mean. Right. We crossed that border a long time ago. Whoa. When we were home making the pound cake. Um, So I did not do the meringue, but that was Mm. like according to the recipe because she specifically excuses (laughs) you out of that stuff. So you you get a pass um, for that. I'll tell you the way I did it with the the purchased pound cake, mm, mm-hmm. the King Arthur flour microwave lemon curd, but then doing the whipped cream and yeah, putting that all together and then layering it up, all went together really fast. I did it with the girls. The lemon flavor was like whoa, really bright and delicious. Yum! Everyone really liked it, and it did feel special and, and and like a nice kind of fancy dessert. And we don't make trifles very often. I know um, Tara, who joins us for the cookbook reviews, said that her at her cookbook club, everyone always loves to bring a trifle. And she's mm. had so many trifles, but that's just yeah. not the case in my life. So yeah, same. I mean, I have not had, I can't remember the last time I had a trifle. And so I, what berries did you use? Did you use the suggested or do you go off book a little bit. I had strawberries and cherries and yeah. fresh cherries because they were kind of looked good. So that's what yeah. I used. Yeah, I we I didn't find good raspberries, so I skipped them. I just made all strawberries, and that was delicious. Mm-hmm. That's even I thought this was bonkers. By the time I had made the lemon curd, I was like, this better be really delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. oh man. But I think if you're a person who likes to make things homemade. This is a fun project and you can make it over time, right? Make the pound cake, cake that will keep for a couple days. Make the lemon curd, that'll keep for several days. Then you could just, on the Saturday or Sunday that you're having this big to-do, then you just put it together. Meringue takes no time. Whipping cream takes no time. Um, And you can opt not to do the meringue. I mean, the meringue was spectacular looking. It's like, whoa, you know, this like light. Oh, okay. No, it just looks cool, yeah. which was fun. And um, I don't have a butane torch. I te- I was tempted to get one. We had discussions about keeping one in the house. It was the whole thing. I used my broiler. It kind of like got uneven results. It's not a great, you know, alternative, but you got to get your broiler really, really hot and just make sure you do it only for the time it takes to like kind of broil it. Mm. Like you got to really watch it. But that said... I agree with you. It was really delicious. I loved how tart it was. Cause the, it was you know, tart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it was so good. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a project, you know, it's kind of a doozy. It's a bit yeah. of a doozy. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say too, like we both have now that I'm living. So we're out at our cabin kind of for the summer and I'm farther away from a grocery store. And so I understand I do appreciate recipes more like this now where I think, okay, maybe I don't have quick access to a pound cake at a grocery store, but I could make one with what I have on hand. Mm -hmm. And then, so these are kind of, these recipes do make a little bit more sense to me, I guess. But 
I say that, and I did um, you not make. I did not make this until I could go to the grocery store and buy that pound <laughs> yeah. cake. Because- I mean, if you're not like a baker, baker, this may not yeah. be fun for you to make the pound cake and stuff. But I think if you are, it's like, oh, that's kind of a thing. I also made half of it, and I froze the other half of the of the pound cake. Oh, interesting. And I kept okay. the lemon curd for like other things because, like, what am I going to do with that much trifle? Okay, but I, I call this a four to five due to the absolute insanity of it all. But the taste was delicious, and I would recommend making this even if you, you know, especially if you do the shortcuts or if you're looking for a fun project. What about you? How would you rate it? I mean, I think I have to recuse myself. I didn't make like three quarters of this recipe. <laughs> so, but I mean, as really you fair. made it, as you made it, you can rate it as you made it. Oh, as I made it, I mean, high four out of five, five out of five. Okay. I mean, I thought this was like a delicious lemony summer dessert. Loved it. Great. I mean, if I didn't I have to do all the work that's required. So fair enough. Yeah. fair enough. Wrapping it up, the winner winner for me this episode were, were the summer rolls. I, that pork belly was such a fun discovery. Kate, me too. And for the same reason, we're on the same page this week. Love that. So if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There we've got links to all the recipes, any tips, techniques, or shortcuts that we discussed this time. If you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. Search Dinner Sisters Podcast on Facebook and you'll find us. Okay, Kate, the smorgasbord this week, it's our tradition with dinner parties to go through our list of favorites. I always kick it off and talk about a family favorite, something the kids loved and we loved, and it just went over with everyone. And for me this time, it was the baked salmon lemon butter pasta from episode 111. Really? And so that was just like a nice roasted salmon tossed with some pasta and it just had these delicious flavors. I felt like we all were eating fish that night. Everyone was like happy eating fish, having some pasta. Yeah. Everything was done at once. It just, that was a really great recipe that I I need to make again. As I was going through these recipes from the past 10 episodes, I thought, oh, that one, that is one I need to put on repeat. So nice. What episode was that? In a, in a- that is baked salmon, lemon butter pasta from episode 111. Delicious. I did like that one too. My choice for the next category, which is surprise favorites, ones that we were kind of like, huh, I didn't know I'd like that that much, was actually in episode 117, our sheet pan take two, which was the sheet pan pancakes. So funny. You always like those meals you throw in for the kids. And then you're like, oh, right. I'm so surprised. I remember eating and being like, these are really good. (laughs) They're really, really good. I didn't know they were so good. Um, and it was like such a delicious, I could whip that up. I remember I made it on a weeknight, week morning, not weeknight, mm-hmm. but week morning. Oh. I actually made it for myself for breakfast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I was trying to like shove recipes into my day. <laughs> yeah. This happens. And I was like, oh, oh, well, this is a nice breakfast for me. Huh. Yeah. And I was super surprised. I remember we both were like, I don't even know if this is going to work. I had like another recipe in my back pocket in case this failed miserably. And it was fantastic. So it's episode 117. They are pancakes made in a sheet pan. So sheet pan pancakes with four flavors that you can choose from. 
Yeah, Kate, I I like that because I think one of my favorite parts of the podcast is making things like this, which Mm. I normally, I don't think I would actually make. I would look at it and I would think that's kind of fun, but I wouldn't actually make it. And so uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My... My surprise for this week was how much we liked the, or for these past 10 episodes, is how much we liked the jambalaya-inspired sheet pan tray bake, also from episode 117. Nice. That was from Cooking Light. And it's funny because I've had those flavors a lot with like the shrimp and sausage and just the jambalaya kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing that I usually make at home. And I thought this was a very like easily translated to the home kitchen recipe and it made it very weeknight friendly. And I just was surprised, was surprised by how much we liked it and how enjoyable that was on a Wednesday to kind of bring those flavors into our house. So I liked that. Yeah. Delicious. Okay. So yeah, that one was really good. That one was really good. Um, So my overall favorite was Gallo Pinto. Mm. 12 mm-hmm. just because i mean it has a little bit of that surprise to it and so this was the the nicaraguan or costa rican rice and beans dish that kind of elevates leftover beans and rice to something that's like super delicious very mm. satisfying something i'm thinking like oh i overbought beans again we know this is an issue right we both yeah. overbuy beans so i overbought beans again i was like oh I need to do a little gallo pinto. I actually have some leftover rice in the house. So that's happening. And I think, and some listeners made it, maybe Nancy made it, but it is so simple. It is literally beans and rice, but it is so good. How about it? Was a, it was a technique. It was it a was really a interesting, cool technique that we learned mm-hmm. on that one. And that's episode 112, if you're interested. Um, yeah, Betsy, how about you? What was your favorite? Okay, so I have to say we cooked out of Odalenghi's Simple for our cookbook reviews, and I really complained about the oven fries with oregano and feta Mm -hmm. because I was, like, sweating and I was making these fries, and I was just like, ah, I can't believe this. Yeah, I was kind of over it. But I'll tell you, we sat there and we were eating these french fries which were delicious because i had parboiled them and then baked them and then oregano i had some mexican oregano and feta cheese on them and they were delicious and i looked at ryan my husband and we both said these are really i mean it felt like almost like we were out to dinner right because they were so good and we haven't been out to dinner for a long time (laughs) and so i was like and this is something i never make at home is these like kind of thick delicious Mm. fries right (laughs) And I said, I was like, oh man, I mean, this little kind of basket of fries that I had made with the feta and the oregano. And I was like, for all that work, Ryan, I would pay, like, I don't even know how much I'd pay for this right now. I'd be so happy to pay for someone else to make me these fries. (laughs) (laughs) But, which is how I felt. But I was also thinking at the same time, I made these fries that are giving us this like experience of, not feeling like everything was sort of home cooking and it felt very it felt very good and that whole memory kind of felt like almost going out that night with the oven fries and the oregano and feta so that was my favorite 
Yeah, I think the one thing about the simple recipes is they are definitely, you can tell, like, here's why Autolenghi is so popular with his restaurants and his cooking and his cookbooks, is he has these flavors that feel really special and spilled mm-hmm. or just like so forward and so delicious. Um, that res- that cookbook simple, even though the recipes are, well, debatably simple sometimes, <laughs> like you were saying, I am inspired to make those oven fries because I also, Betsy, when you said you got that Mexican oregano, um, mm-hmm. I also got it from Rancho Gordo. Mm, it's so good. I, it, I pulled it out of the box and smell it, like smell it through the jar. And I was like, Oh, so excited. So I think I might make those this weekend as a treat. Yes. Well, obviously I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. All right. So coming up next week, we have some summer throwbacks, Kate, mm-hmm. because we are going to take the first week off in July and the first week off in first week off in August for a little break for ourselves, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, which is going to be just nice for us. Get a little recharge. Kate's going to think about some episodes and um, we're going to throw back to some episodes from last year and we did, uh, grilling. So we're yeah. going to revisit some grilling episodes. Mm-hmm. Remember those salmon kebabs? I don't even know what episode that is. You know what? People like that episode where you walked your little, um, your cast iron pan down to your <laughs> apartment grill. That- you like <laughs> my mini. <laughs> oh man. My neighbors yeah. think I'm nuts. Eh, yeah. What are you going to do? The, and the apartment grills are not open this year, right? Uh, we can reserve them now and wear a mask. So it's a whole thing. It's a whole okay, thing. Well, I did have someone offer to have me grill in, in their backyard while they sit in their house. So we'll see. Okay. Lots of options here. Lots of options. Lots of options. Lots of options. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's uh, what's for dinner this week. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes, tips, shortcuts, and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, we would love to hear from you. You can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or anywhere you find us on social media. We check it all the time. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review, subscribe, and maybe tell a friend. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. The Dinner Sisters is part of the Frolic Media Network. Get to know more Frolic Media shows at frolicmedia.com. Um, no, no, now we're good. Now we're good. Okay. This is fine. It's going great. So far, so good. Gold episode, episode 120. Here we are. <laughs> 120 times doing it. It's still. <laughs> so like. Mm, good is, this, is this on? Yeah. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. <laughs> okay. Cool.